Hello and welcome to the Equiline Podcast. This is Dr. Wendy Corin. This is Dr. Dave Lundquist. And today we have with us a really special guest. And special because the more we talk, the more our lives have been uh, traveling similar paths for years without us really knowing each other. And I'd like to introduce Liz Ehrlich of Lequine Elisus. Hi, Liz. Hi, thank you for letting me join you guys. So the coolest thing is, as you know us on the podcast, we want to bring to you everything that can make your horse, your dog, yourself move better. And truly, most health comes from the inside out. And that's really Liz's department, is getting your animal the proper nutrition, the proper supplementation, so that you get the best out of your horse. So that being said, Liz, tell us a little bit about how you got into it. So um, probably close to about eight or nine years ago now, um, I had a horse and her name was Bella. You actually recently met Bella and she had ulcers. We did um, a gastroguard treatment. She responded really well to that, but I was looking for a maintenance product going forward that would be good for her. And I used all the different products on the market. I didn't feel that any of them worked well. And so I thought to myself, well, how hard would it be to do the research into the causes of ulcers and the the treatments and see if I could come up with my own product that would serve as a maintenance product for her going forward? As the only non-doctor in my family, I grew up around a lot of medical research, so it was easy for me to sort of dive into that world. And I started experimenting with different ingredients and eventually after a lot of trial and error um, and also giving the product to other people to test I created Ulceracer and that was the first supplement we created it's a supplement that Bella has been on now for eight years without any recurrence of ulcers and, and that's how it all started that, that's pretty, you know, necessity um, breeds a lot of creativity, I believe. And when you, when you have that ability to, um, to have the brains to do it, the resources to do it, surround yourself with people. And, the need. and she had, she had an, obviously she had a need that was personal. Exactly. That too. It was yeah. very personal. Yeah. Very personal. And that's really how we've learned. We, we always say that people go into the profession that they need the most. You know, and well, um, I started as a lawyer. I don't know that I ever <laughs> needed that, but when I when I determined that I did need this, it was such an easy transition, and it's been the most fun I've ever had. So every day I wake up, and I just I, I feel like I play all day, and I couldn't even describe it as work. And every night when I go to sleep, all I can think about is I cannot wait for it to be morning because I want to play again. And I, that's how it's felt ever since I transitioned into doing this full time. And, you know, we've known of you because we go into barn and there's, I mean, from from the Ulcer product, we first saw it and we see it in this barn and see it in this barn and see it in this barn and we get curious. And, and that, you know, since we kind of lived that life, I love what I do only because you get results. You know, you're not selling a product, you are offering a solution. The thing that keeps me going every day is I get text messages, phone calls, emails, videos of people whose horses have improved because of one product or another. And when I get these, you know, emojis like unicorn emoji and party hat <laughs> emoji because they, they can't believe yeah. like their horse that was unsound is now comfortable and its feet are growing out or whatever the issue is, I just feel like what could be more exciting than 
seeing a tangible difference in the horses' lives on a daily basis. Uh, exactly, and and you know to help people understand that you don't medicate necessarily to create health. It's an emergency procedure. And when you're talking about sustainability and you're talking about what is going to keep this horse healthy, you, you have to make sure that there's what's going in can build the system. So it's funny you say that. One of the questions that people ask me a lot is, so if you sell an all-natural gastric health product, does that mean that you don't believe in GastroGuard or Omeprazole? And I always say, no, that is not true at all. I think that GastroGuard is an amazing drug when used for necessary purposes. If you have a horse that has severe bleeding ulcers and they're squamous ulcers, then you should use Omeprazole because that's the best way to heal them. But something a lot of people don't know is that Omeprazole or GastroGuard doesn't really help glandular or pyloric ulcers. So I would sort of distinguish and I would say I very much believe in <laughs> drugs and treatment in situations where you, you have research to back up the fact that what you're doing is beneficial, but that doesn't mean that it's a cure-all all the time. No. Well, we have no. so many people tell us that their horse has uh, large intestine ulcers and they're giving it GastroGuard. And I'm like, you know that gastro means stomach, just just as a derivative yes. of a word, please. And and even, even more profound is that now what we know is that GastroGuard really works for the squamous part of the stomach, which is the upper part, right? The glandular bottom portion and the pylorus do not typically respond to GastroGuard. So that's why we had actually spent a lot of time developing an additional extract that we use with the ulceracer, which is the C. buckthorn booster, that is designed to target the glandular and the pyloric region, and then you can actually heal those tissues, because GastroGuard won't touch it. No, and we know that in humans, omeprazole long-term use has a tremendous amount of consequences. A huge amount of consequences, not only on decreased bone density, um, organ health can become a problem down the line, soundness can become a problem, and without acid, they lose the ability to actually digest. digest so the food sits in the stomachs and rots. Sits, it rots, they're not absorbing the nutrients. So absolutely, it should be used when necessary, when you have bleeding uh, ulcers. Short term. Yes, short term. Oh, well, we, have, we have clients giving it to people, oh, we're going to the horse show, so we decided to give them GastroGuard before we go. I mean, I hear stuff like that so often, and you're using it as a preventative, I don't think this was meant to be used as a preventative. So there are a lot of products, I feel like, in the last five years that have been developed for purposes of trying to buffer acid for short periods of time when the horse is away from its stall and maybe more at risk for being nervous and stressed and producing excess acid. And that's, that's where those products would come in handy. You want to sort of buffer the acid for periods of time. But when you give GastroGuard, it doesn't even take effect right away. So if you're giving it right before you go to the show, maybe three days later, the horse's acid production has <laughs> yeah. now actually started well, to come down. And, and again, you know, we, we come from the human world and the amount of blocking the sensation, you know, like sacolfrate kind of a belief system that if you don't feel it, nothing's happening. So literally the epitome of putting a Band-Aid on the wound. Correct. Which is not really addressing the underlying cause, but literally covering it up. Yeah, that's, that's what we say. It's like, oh, my red, my red light came on because the oil's low. Let me put a Band-Aid over it because if I don't see it, it isn't happening. Right. And, and there's, there's so much of that mentality, which is why 
we want to educate people. Make the best choice. Every horse is different. Yes. Right? Every horse is different. Um, they that respond may... to different things. One product that is, you know, a lifesaver for one horse may not be as effective for a second horse. That's okay. Just like people, um, they all respond differently. Yes. Everybody's chemistry is a little different. Yes. Oh, 100%. And, and, you know, the saddest thing is that a lot of people's education comes from TV and prevention magazine. And um, they don't always tell the truth. The other thing is, as the internet has become so readily accessible for everybody, what I find is that you have a lot of people publishing things online as though they are experts in a subject, and then other people sort of innocently happening upon that and reading it as though that is the Gospel. truth. Yes. Right. <laughs> but you don't even know that like yes. some random person in their backyard thinks that they understand a medical issue. They've put something online, another random person comes across it, and that, now they're conveying that to other people as though they had actually read something scientific. I, I liked something once and I wanted to repost it, so I fact-checked it, and it wasn't true. And I'm like, crap, <laughs> I, I want this to be How true, but I am yeah. not going to do this. But the interesting yeah. thing is, you know, and I, and I think this has happened with nutrition, it certainly has happened in chiropractic that they called it alternative care. Like medical care, if it's a drug, then it's standard. You know, standard. And if it's anything else... Somehow outside the box. And so alternative, I'm like, I'm not an alternative. You break your arm, you go to the orthopedic because all of the chiropractic in the world isn't resetting this. However, complementary care for the rest of your body allows you to heal better. We've spent the last 40 odd years explaining this, you either get it or you don't. It, it, but we still have to put that out there. Nutrition. I took nutrition. I have a degree in nutrition. It was zero nutrition education. It was biochemistry. As though vitamin C produced in a lab is the same as vitamin C that... You know. I always find it interesting when I speak with vets. A lot of them will say that they didn't study nutrition. It wasn't something that was necessarily offered. Um, and so they recognize that they're trying to learn about it as well. Yeah, and not just from the feed companies. Exactly. Whereas, <laughs> unfortunately, if yeah. you're in vet school, and I, I raised a vet, I wanted an intelligent vet, so I made one. Yeah. And, um, Very smart. I hope you're not listening, Dustin. <laughs> and at any rate, the, the um, education is, when it comes in from the feed company, is this does this. And it's marketing. You know, it is, there's, there's a lot of misinformation. So I, without naming a company, I listened to um, the president of a supplement company who did a podcast not too long ago discussing how this particular product worked. And I was really kind of shocked by some of the claims that this person made because they're not backed up by research. They're not even backed up by random stories that some <laughs> random person would have said once I heard that it did this. You know, maybe it's allegory, maybe it's not. And I listened to it and I thought, it, it's kind of unfortunate that there isn't really a way to better control um, the legitimacy of some of the things that companies say when they market and make claims. So the best that I can do <laughs> is try to educate people um, about what is actually out there with science and research. And then I just kind of have to accept the fact and let it roll off your back oh, that, that well, other people don't necessarily hold themselves to the same standard, and that's okay. Did you know that sinus medicine just goes to your sinus and little sinus bugs 
you know, clear them. <laughs> and, um, you know, and people believe that, that meds can target an area of your body. And sometimes I need to say, you know, it goes like into your digestive system, then into your blood system, and everything goes everywhere. When I was seven, I remember the first time, I'm sure I had Tylenol before that, but I remember being seven and I remember I had a headache and my mom gave me Tylenol. And I said to her, but mom, how does it know that my head is the one that it's supposed to fix? Like, how does it know to make my head better and like not something else? And she was just like, um, it's gonna make everything better. And that was, that was all she could say. Yeah. Right? But like, I remember yeah. thinking that very thing. Well, how does the Tylenol know to go to my head? Right, and as we know, for people who live on anti-inflammatories until they get a hole in their stomach and get a bleeding ulcer, is that it doesn't only go to where it hurts, it sometimes makes holes in another part of your body. That's not the point. The point is, after the ulcer um, supplementation, where did you go next? So the next thing I actually created was Positude. Again, I had a tremendous need for it. So my mare (laughs) used to be be on Depo. She was the textbook candidate for Depo. She used to get her shot every Tuesday. And Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, she was perfect. Sunday, maybe starting to get a little snarky. Monday, kind of pissy. And all I could think was, boy, does she need that shot on Tuesday. I knew several years before Depo was banned, that it was going to be banned. I just knew it. And so in my mind, I was already thinking like six, seven years ago, how could I create an alternative to Depo that's gonna be safe and show legal and something that's gonna work for my horse? And ultimately that's how I created Positude, which is a combination of extracts that has the hypothalamus produce excess progesterone. So instead of injecting um, an artificial progestin into the body, which is what Depo is, the body creates its own excess levels of progesterone. So you get to the same place, but a different way. Excellent. So, do you have like blood chemistries that show any of this? Have you done? Have you gone that far with research or anything? Um, I have used a lot of research that, believe it or not, does come from the human world when it comes to the I effects guess. on um, blood levels when using certain extracts, because a lot of these extracts are based on a history in human health. There's not a lot of research in the horse world on these particular extracts, so I don't have blood chemistry levels to show that. What I can tell you is that when people use it and then withdraw it, they can see a tremendous difference in the behavior and the affect of the horse. Which is everything for that client. Well, again, anecdotal is what matters. If you have a horse that blood tests out beautifully and still is acting poorly, so I I have been accused of telling anecdotal stories, and I I have responded with, well, I have about 10,000 anecdotal stories about this, and they're mine. Right. They're they're not from Facebook. At what point are they no longer anecdotal? You know, so... (laughs) So I do get that question a lot. How far do we have to go? And there there are some things that... um, are harder to prove than others when it comes to blood chemistry. But like you said, if you, if you check the blood levels, and let's just assume in your hypothetical, there's no change, but a horse has markedly improved, or vice versa, the blood levels look different, but the horse is still acting poorly, then really what you're after is the result. Well, exactly. And first, blood tests for a moment in time. And you can't always know how it is an hour before, an hour after, because that's true of blood chemistry. Second, um, 
we can only test what we know. And sometimes I think the, if what you're affecting is something that you don't happen to have an accurate test for, and that's why you know we like doing research using, bringing in all kinds of different um, practitioners and have an acupuncturist. So tell me what you notice in the pulses and we have someone else and read the horse from many different To try and studies. assess the overall picture. To right. see if you're getting the desired result. Exactly. And so we tried hair analysis. Um, it worked great with humans. It did not give us any results that were useful in, in horses. Very interesting. I feel like about four years ago, I knew about a lot of people that were doing this hair analysis. I, I didn't really read enough into it to determine whether it was valuable or not. But now I've heard that everyone's determined it's totally false and doesn't mean anything with humans it's very good no, and I'm you can and and you can get but with horses we did it and we did it yeah, because were, it works so well with humans and we never we got the exact same results with every horse that we sent in and we went hmm it, and a lot of the issue with that company happened to be that they they didn't know horses and so the recommendations were like well they, they can't eat hay Keep them inside. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. there, was, there were some of the most ridiculous... But it also, I don't think the toxicity levels and everything human to horse translated and they yes. didn't so have a good it, basis. They, didn't, they basically didn't have a threshold level um, of a standard horse. Is that Correct. what you're saying? Yes. To compare it against. Exactly. Well, how but, hard would it be to get a threshold level of a standard horse? Um, the, you, you, the problem becomes, who's going to pay for that? And Presumably, the company. Yeah, the that's company should want product. to do it. I think. I think they just didn't have enough uh, backing to mm-hmm. to want to invest in that. The other interesting thing we, we are maybe doing, and it's something that um, I look forward to you and I doing together. We got involved with a veterinarian um, research scientist, uh, PhD, all these uh, who are doing research on pupillometry and looking at the autonomic. Um, sympathetic, parasympathetic response to different products by actually taking pictures of the eyes and different therapies and monitoring that. And That's very interesting. I'd be curious to know more about how the pupil is giving information about other things going on in the body. It's really, it's it's beginning research and it's being done at Northwestern and and he's moving from there to... Potentially State. Ohio State. So we're, we're looking at top research labs and we're at the Lordy, but they came here to see whether horses would allow you to take pictures of their eyeballs. So they spent a week with us and my horses went, sure, you want to put a fly mask on us with a camera up against right? That sounds like a cool idea. They were, we, so we have lots of pictures of that and we did get to watch their eyes uh, dilate and contract, but we didn't actually do anything. So there was it was just That's it's beginning. It's preliminary. Yeah. So yeah. at this point, how many products do you currently offer? We have thirteen products now. Wow. And wow. we have about three more that are very actively in development that I hope will be ready by the end of this year. So how do you prioritize or do you prioritize what you start a horse on, how many supplements you would put a horse on? I think that's different in every case. It really depends on what that horse has going on in its life. You know, maybe for one horse, um, a foot issue is is the major issue, but for another horse, um, it's their immune system, or for another one, it's their stomach. It would be hard for me to say in every case, this is what you start your horse with, because it's right. so Oh, no, absolutely. I'm just saying, is there, are there any horses that need all of them, or is it typical that there would be... 
I find that most people use a combination of products. Um, but that's also because I think people are really starting to move away from feeding so much processed grain as we've now come to learn that the sugar, the starch, the soy, all of this is very, very bad for them. So what they are understanding now is if we can focus their diets more on quality hay and whole food-based supplements, the horses end up better off. So I find that people are using more and more supplements as they move away from more processed grain. So there are some programs that might use two or three products. There are some programs that might use seven or eight products. Yeah, so, we went into a barn since, since we've now gotten more and more curious about you. We go in and someone's like, well, I use kamikaze for this. I'm like, I didn't yeah. even know you had a kamikaze. <laughs> yeah. Why did you name it kamikaze? So it's spelled C-A-L-M. Kamikaze, so it's actually for yeah. nervous system support and it helps them focus. That's awesome. It's coming, so it's Kamikaze. I did spelled, not see it with it. C A L M. All of our names are a little funny. God, so I, I love that, and my first love response was, words. "When would you ever want a yes. Kamikaze well, horse?" I need to ask right, you so this. So when you see it spelled out, you'd say, "Oh, that's definitely the kind of horse I want." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We'll see. This <laughs> is great. this is perfect. This is perfect. I am looking forward to getting more information. How can people find you? Well, uh, we have a website. It's www.equineelixirs.com. Um, our warehouse where we manufacture everything and our storefront is in Wellington. And we ship not just throughout the country, but internationally also. Hear that, Canada? There is something for you. <laughs> we have a Canadian distributor. Um, so that took several years to get organized. Oh, yeah, I don't sure, know why yes. it's so difficult up there. Yes. But it is. That whole um, over-the-border thing oh is really goodness, tough. Yeah. Yes, it is. Um, so we, we do make ourselves pretty available. They can call us. But the website has all of the product information. Um, we have a lot of social media on Facebook and Instagram, tons of testimonials, photos, videos. We post research links and all that kind of stuff. Well, it has been 100% a pleasure having you here with us. Good and stuff. If you want to learn more, go to equinelixers.com. You can reach out to us, and we'll give you um, more ways to reach Liz, and uh, we'll let you know. We'll have her back as soon as the new products are out, so we can tell you even more. This is Dr. Wendy Corin. This is Dr. Dave Lundquist. And this has been an Equiline Podcast.